So it was uh, Monday that I was returning from six days of travel, and uh, so I wasn't here last week, and thanks, Dan, for covering that. Uh, but I, tra I, I traveled around talking at some different churches and a couple different colleges and got in on Monday at 3.30 and landed and turned my phone off of airplane mode, and all of a sudden just texts and voicemails started to come in. And the plan was is I was going to hop on the T and I was going to go over to the finish line of the marathon to meet my wife and my kids there because one of our friends was running the marathon to raise funds for cystic fibrosis research. And uh, obviously, by God's grace, my wife and kids ended up not going because there was a marathon party here at the church. And uh, some people, by God's grace, talked her out of going. She said it'd be crazy to go with herself and three kids and so I just want to acknowledge the Lord and his goodness in that. And uh, my grandmother calls me up on Tuesday. And you got to understand, my grandmother is our greatest prayer warrior. She prays for my family all the time. And she called me up and said, I had the strangest sense on Sunday night that I just needed to pray uh, for Becky and the kids and for their safety. She said, I just had this real urgency, and I just started praying specifically for that. And, and now we know. Um, why she felt that sense, that prompting of the Holy Spirit. And so I just want to acknowledge the Lord for that. I also want to acknowledge that God is doing a good work uh, through this already, seeing churches unite, Christians unite, and even seeing churches all around the, the country. Uh, my, I, it's taken me about two and a half days or so to respond to voicemails and emails of pastors and, and leaders around the country who are saying, how can we help? How can we help? What can we do? And so I would say this. First of all, it, it's so cool to see what God's doing and, and just prompting people to get their attention on this city. And uh, so I'm thankful for all of our, all of our partners around the, the country, uh, but also to let you know that you guys are really on the ground. And so if you know of any need that, that I don't know of, um, please don't hesitate to let us know so that we can then, in turn, uh, push that need forward to other people around the country who are saying, what can we do? How can we support this? And so make sure to let us know. So you can either come talk to myself or one of the pastors afterwards, or again, on the back of that connection card, if you just want to write down um, what need you're aware of, a name, a contact information, we'd be really grateful, and we want to see how we might be able to rally together as a church and with other churches, the Capital C Church across the, the globe to, to meet those needs. And so uh, make note of that. Uh, also, um, as we begin uh, this, this time of prayer, I, my mind goes to Jeremiah 29, where we spent uh, several weeks at the beginning of uh, this school year, so back in the fall. Uh, and Jeremiah 29, 7 uh, calls us as a church, as, as God's people, to seek the welfare of the city. We really are to pursue the welfare of the city and to pray to the Lord on its behalf. And so that's what we're going to do, is we're going to pray to the Lord on behalf of our city uh, in this time. And so I'm going to start by uh, inviting uh, Pastor Dan up, and Dan is going to read a psalm and uh, pray through that psalm for us. And so that's how we're going to proceed. Psalm 59, deliver me from my enemies, O my God. Protect me from those who rise up against me. Deliver me from those who work evil and save me from bloodthirsty men. For behold, they lie in wait for my life. Fierce men stir up strife against me. For no transgression or sin of mine, O Lord, for no fault of mine, they run and make ready. Awake, come to meet me and see. 
You, Lord God of hosts, our God of Israel, rouse yourself to punish all the nations. Spare none of those who treacherously plot evil. Each evening they come back, howling like dogs and prowling about the city. There they are, bellowing with their mouths, with swords in their lips, for who, they think, will hear us. But you, O Lord, laugh at them. You hold all the nations in derision. O my strength, I will watch for you, for you, O God, are my fortress. My God and his steadfast love will meet me. God will let me look in triumph on my enemies. Let's pray. Father, we acknowledge first and foremost that you are God alone, that there's none other besides you. You are the Lord of the mighty hosts of heaven and the creator of all that is. Father, we know that you were not surprised by the events of this week, and we take great comfort knowing that you're sovereign over all the affairs of men, whether, whether for good or evil. And we approach you this morning on the basis of nothing else but the blood of Christ, which has given us access to your heavenly throne room. It's through Christ's work on the cross and in his holy name that we boldly enter your chamber and bow before you. Father, you know how much we hurt. It's been a troubling week for all of us as residents of Boston and for those who watch and pray for us from afar, we've witnessed once again the tragic consequences of sin, the depths of human depravity, and some have lost their lives and others continue to fight for theirs. Father, we know you are present with us, mourning with us as we mourn and comforting us as we process the week's events. And we ask that you comfort our hearts all the more, give us courage in the face of evil, Remind and show us how love triumphs over evil. We know you will bring good out of the tragedy, for you cause all things to work together for good to those who love you and are called according to your purpose, conforming us into the likeness of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. And we pray for our own personal and corporate holiness as we shine like stars in a dark world, that we may point people to faith in Jesus Christ. We offer this same prayer on behalf of the young man who perpetrated the attacks because we know that you take no delight in the death of the wicked, but desire all men to come to a knowledge of the truth. And in troubling times, we long for the return of Jesus Christ to the earth to end all wars, establish a throne of justice and peace. And Father, it's in his powerful name that we pray to you. Amen. Turn with me to Psalm chapter 42. Psalm 42. <clears throat> As the deer pants for flowing streams, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before our God? My tears have been my food day and night, while they say to me all the day long, Where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I would go with the throng and lead them in procession to the house of God with glad shouts and songs of praise, a multitude-keeping festival. Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. 
My soul is cast down within me, therefore I remember you. From the land of Jordan and of Hermon, from Mount Mizar, deep calls to deep at the roars of your waterfalls. All your breakers and your waves have gone over me. By day the Lord commands his steadfast love, and at night his song is within me, a prayer to the God of my life. I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why do I go mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? As with a deadly wound in my bones, my adversaries taunt me, while they say to me all the day long, where is your God? Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. Uh, Like the psalmist today, after uh, a week like this week, uh, maybe you're sitting here uh, this morning with us and your soul is within turmoil, your soul is cast down within you. Uh, Maybe you have questions or doubts. Maybe you're trying to just come to terms with how to make sense of what is happening here. Um, I just want to extend an invitation to to you, if that's you this morning, um, to come and talk to one of the pastors, just to let you know that we love you, and we're just more than eager and overjoyed to talk with you, to answer questions, to pray with you, to spend time with you. Um, So if that is you, and you just want some some guidance in working through all of these things and how to cope with what's taking place, Uh, The connection card that Josh mentioned that's in your river guide, please just flip that over. And right on the back, um, I'd like to talk with a pastor. I'd I'd like some counseling or something like that. And we would just be so happy to talk with you and to help you through um, the events that took place this week. So please do that. We uh, we hope you do. And we're just praying so, so much that each of us, like the psalmist did, realized that while his hope was... His heart was uh, in turmoil and he was overwhelmed and overcome um, that his hope was still in God and for that he could still praise the Lord. So uh, please feel free to contact one of the pastors.
Please turn with me to Psalm chapter 46, Psalm 46. And God's word reads, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. The nations rage, the kingdoms totter. He utters His voice and the earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come, behold the works of the Lord, how He has brought desolations on the earth. He makes war cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Let's pray. Father, we are not far removed from trouble. We are a city with uh, very real hurts, um, with healing to be done. Yet we know that you are our great fortress. While the nations rage, Father, you are with us. So, Lord, please help us this morning to stand in awe of You, to know who You are, to remember that You are our great Lord and Creator, our Sovereign uh, King and Savior. Help us in this time to come before You and submit ourselves to Your greatness and Your authority over us. Please, Father, still our souls with peace knowing that You, the great and holy, the majestic and exalted God of the universe, is sovereignly in control. Still our souls this morning, holy God. We know that You hear us, Lord. You hear our prayers. You know our hearts. You know our fears. You know our hurts. You know our doubts. You know our questions. You know our concerns. None of this is hidden from You, Father. So let us trust in You. Please still our souls with peace, knowing who You are. We pray for our city, Lord. We pray for those who have been affected by this week um, in so many different ways. The the ramifications of these events in in our hearts and in our minds, Lord, we, we can't even comprehend all that's being taken place in the hearts and the lives of people in this city, our neighbors, our friends, the people we love and serve and pray for. Please, Lord, give us wisdom as we serve. Help us to clearly articulate who You are to them that they may also find the peace that we have as well. Be still our souls this morning, knowing that You alone are God. We love You. We praise You. We submit ourselves to You. We place our lives and our hearts, our minds, our neighbors in Your hands, knowing that in Your hands they are in good 
care. We love you, Father. Please still our souls this morning. Amen. Please stand and sing this next song with us.
We're going to continue in prayer, and now we're going to pray even more specifically, and we're going to pray uh, for people by name, and we're going to pray for uh, leaders, and we're going to pray for the church. And so I'm going to invite those who are praying to come on up, and um, we'll go to God in prayer. God, we thank you for this opportunity to come together, God, and be in your presence, Lord. We do not take it lightly. It is such a privilege, and it is your grace, God. We thank you. And Lord, we thank you that your word says that you are the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, and that you are working for our good. God, as we just sang, that even what the enemy meant for evil, you're working for our good. And I pray, um, God, that all of the victims, the injured, their families, God, and and the whole city of Boston would be able to see that, and they would understand truly what it means that you are the God of comfort and that you are the Father of compassion, Lord. Would our city just understand in a new way what compassion really means? Lord, we want to lift up to you the family of eight-year-old Martin Richards, God, and especially including his dad, Bill, who is dealing with the loss of a son and the injuries of his wife, Denise, and six-year-old daughter, Jane. Lord, we pray for their complete recoveries, God, and um, that you would just infuse him with endurance and hope in these days as he is just struggling, Lord. And God, we lift up the families of 29-year-old Medford resident, um, Crystal Campbell, 23-year-old BU student, Lindsay Liu of China, and 26-year-old Somerville resident officer, Sean Collier's families, God. Lord, we ask that you would tangibly show these families and friends, God, your love and comfort through others coming alongside them and mourning with them, God. Um, And I pray that you would, God, again, just ultimately um, show them that you're working for their good, God, and that you would draw them into an intimate relationship with you. And God, that they would find rest in you and strength and hope, Lord, that you would, um, God, all of all of the emotions and feelings that they have, God, of loss, that you would walk them through that, God, but but show them your hope and your light. Lord, we thank you um, <coughs> for the dedication of the Boston hospitals and the law enforcement and EMTs and, and lay people, God, and everyone who has been just working around the clock for um, the injured and those who are wounded in, in hospitals. And, God, we pray for strength for them and energy and grace as they continue to to serve these people. And we lift up each and every one of the 180 or so injured people. And God asks that you would provide for all of their physical needs. Some of them are going to face a lifetime of hospital bills and surgery and prosthetics and um, even inability to work, God. And so we thank you for um, the campaigns that are going out now, God. I think close to a million dollars have been raised for some of these people and yet um, only just a small number. And Lord, we pray that you would provide for each and every one um, such awesome pots of of money and um, through the generosity of of people they know and people they don't know, Lord. We also pray for complete and total healing in each and every injured victim in the wake of this tragedy. Um, And God, we pray that they would choose to lay down um, all of their emotional wounds to God that any um, feelings of hatred or anger or vengeance, God, we pray that you would replace that, um, God, that they would choose life and they would choose grace, God, and they would choose you, Lord, and that they would know you and, um, God, that those 
anything that the enemy is, um, emotions that are trying to hold them down, God, we pray that you would replace it with a spirit of joy and hope and security in you, Jesus. Dear, dear God, we want to thank you so much for the leaders that you raise up, Lord, the leaders that you raise up to lead us through times such as these. Lord, your word says that you do not have a leader in place that was not put there by your hand. So, Lord, may we trust that the leaders who are above us will lead us by what you have given them, Lord. Lord God, in, in trying circumstances like this, Sometimes it is hard to trust those who are above us, and we want to just trust ourselves. We want to just trust those who we are closest to, Lord. But I pray that you would help us trust the leaders of our city, of Boston, Lord, the leaders of our state of Massachusetts, Lord, the leaders of our country. Lord, regardless of where we stand politically or ideologically, Lord, I pray that we would just unite together and trust that our leaders are doing what is in our best interest, Lord. Lord, I pray that we would, as, as followers of you, Lord, um, would first submit to the authorities and submit to our leaders. Lord, I pray that in times of need such as this, Lord, times of suffering, that you would raise up leaders, Lord. Lord, th- these are the times where, where, where passion is evoked and, and, and a vision is cast, Lord, of somebody who wants to make a difference, Lord. I pray that you would use this for good. Lord, use this for the good of the leaders to continue them on, Lord, to have them be in, in, um, filled with your grace and love, Lord, filled with your passion, Lord, to do something great, Lord, that you would raise up new leaders because of this, Lord. I pray that the leaders would have the courage and the strength, Lord, to carry on. Lord, I, I pray that you would use this not only to, 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 to change our lives, Lord, but that you would change the lives of these leaders, Lord. If they don't know you, Lord, would you have this event, Lord, touch them in such a way that it would bring them to yourself, Lord, that they may not only lead the people of our country or state or city, Lord, but they would also know that they can lead with integrity as a man or woman of God, Lord. Would you raise up these leaders? God, we come before you this morning and we humbly ask for spiritual renewal in our city. God, we know that we are a place that, um, that traditionally has not looked to you in recent years for, um, for our needs as a city. God, and we just pray that as individuals and as a church that you would renew us so that way in turn we can renew this city. God, um, we ask that in this moment you would not hold back your grace from us. Um, we know that on Thursday our president echoed the poet that said that Boston is the perfect state of grace, and we believe that, and we know that this is a good place to live, where we feel safe on our streets, um, and where we have good relationships, and there are wonderful things here. God, we pray that that will continue, that you would help us restore to the place where we once were, where we feel safe, God, where we are safe. God, but we pray that our safety would first and foremost come from you, that you would be transforming our hearts, that you'd be transforming our minds, and uh, inspiring us to do good works for you. God, we know that before anyone even set foot here in a city, that you ordained it to be a city on a hill. God, a place where all eyes are upon, as a place that represents uh, good things and righteousness. God, we pray that in these weeks, in these moments, that you would begin to restore all of us here. Uh, that in this moment where all eyes in the world are on Boston, that we would 
demonstrate your love, your grace, your wisdom, um, and that families and that neighborhoods and communities would be restored. God, I pray first and foremost that you would provide spiritual renewal in our hearts um, as a church, as individuals in a city. God, that your gospel message would go forth, that we would know how to communicate that, that we would know how to love others and show them that. God, I pray for spiritual renewal for us um, all as Christians and as a city on an intellectual level, that you would give us the right thoughts about you and um, be able to engage people in our community who have deep questions, that we wouldn't be intimidated, that we could answer them or just provide love um, if we don't know how to answer them, but we wouldn't be intimidated and we would just engage people on a level who they need their questions answered and their minds satisfied. And God, lastly, I pray for renewal uh, with our hands and feet, that we as a church and we as a city would be a city that does good for others, that we would go out and meet the needs of our brothers and sisters, that we would look for places to serve, that we would look for places to help. God, I pray that um, these coming weeks, as there's a lot to do just in helping people, that we as a church would be an example of that. You would give us the energy to do that, and by your spirit, uh, we would be led to go out into the community and do good works to restore the city. Lord, um, I pray right now for us to have humility and humble hearts as we do something that is terribly difficult for us in times like this when we see evil in the world and we see it happen to near us and close to us, God, um, and that is to love our enemies and to pray for them and to pray for those who hurt us and harm us. Um, In your word in Matthew 5, you tell us that you have heard that it is said, um, it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you so that you may be sons of your father who is in heaven. For he makes his son rise on the evil and on the good and sends his reign on the just and the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet only your brothers, what more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same? You, therefore, must be perfect, as your Heavenly Father is perfect. So I pray, God, that you will give us right now in this time to just have the humility to do something that is entirely against our nature. Um, to, to want to care for those that have hurt us, to har- that have harmed our nation, our people around us, God, and have hit us at home. And um, I pray that you will calm the anger that's in our hearts so that we can look directly to you for comfort and the ability to look outwards and care for those who um, would otherwise be written off as enemies and as people that are deserving punishment and deserving death and hell, but so were we once. And I thank you so much that you have done that for us. And I pray for um, Jahar Zanarev in this time, Lord. Um, Clearly you have saved him for something that he is protected and um, that he was given life still, even after trying to take his own. Um, And I just pray that that we can have the ability to pray for him and to pray for his soul to be saved to you. Um, He's a boy, God, and I just pray um, that you can do something huge through him. Um, You did that with Paul, um, who was taken out of murder and persecution, 
um, and as a persecutor and saved him to be one of your loudest voices and biggest hands and feet for this world and for your gospel. Um, So I just pray that we can trust in your sovereign hand in this and that you will deal with the enemy um, as you see fit. And um, I pray for all of our enemies across the world um, and that you have the power to save. And um, I see um, that you will be able to do that. And I pray all these things in your name. God, I just thank you and praise you for just the way that you've allowed this church to just show love and support and compassion to each other, God. And I just pray that you would just build upon that and make it ever more prevalent in this community, God. And just that you would just flood this city, God, just with your presence and just rise up all the people that know you, God. Just light something in their hearts that they need to go out and they need to help those around them. They need to just stop and be still and just observe their surroundings, God. And just look for that person that's standing there that so clearly needs help that might not be just making it evident, God. And I just pray that as we do those things, do those things that we would be able to give an explanation for the hope that we have, God, that when someone asks why we're reaching out to them as they might not even know us, God, that we would explain that it's because you've reached out to us and we have this hope and this joy and this peace and we can just rest during this time and feel safe and secure and knowing that you're in control, God. And I just pray that we'd each have a desire and just more enthusiasm to go out and serve God. We wouldn't see things as a chore, but we'd see it as a blessing to be able to just be in this position where we are safe and we do know you, God, and just allow us to go out and show those that don't who you are, God. Just people on the subway, people in the streets, people in our dorm buildings, God, people that are our neighbors, everyone, God, allow us to serve each other here in the church, build each other up, and encourage each other to go out and do that to those that are around us, God. And I just pray that you would just ignite each of our hearts to do that and allow us to just really know more of who you are so that as we know that and learn that that we couldn't help but share it God because we've just experienced you on a just such a great level just grow our relationships with you each of us God um and I just pray all these things in Jesus name amen Revelation 21 verses 1 through 5 if you have a Bible you can turn there And if you don't have a Bible at home, uh, these ones that we have provided in the seats, you can take those home. I want to read Revelation 21, 1 through 5. At the end of our Bibles, at the beginning of our Bibles, we see that God created us and everything that we see so that we could use it and receive it as a gift and turn it around to glorify him so that we could know the greatest one, whoever was, and is and is to come that is the lord of heaven and earth and yet we scriptures say like sheep have gone astray every single one of us have turned rejected the one who made us who gave us breath who gave us life we said i don't need you the consequence of saying i don't need you god is the loss of breath that we will all surely die scripture says that our world is broken that humanity is broken and it is very clear that it is broken But yet, God sees us in our state, depraved and and separated from him. And rather than wiping his hands of us and saying, I don't, I'm I'm done with you. you, you've said no to me, the greatest one who ever was. Instead of leaving us there, what God did is he said, I will come and I will rescue you. He was the only one who could, and our rescuer was also the one that we offended. And he came into this earth and he took on human flesh, Jesus of Nazareth, and he walked this life that we live perfectly. He felt every single feeling that you feel, every single tear that you cry, he knows it. 
He was tempted by sin in every single way that we are, yet he was without sin. And yet, undeserving of death, he lays down his life and he dies for us. So that if we trust in him, we can be made right because we allow his punishment for sin to be done in our place. He then resurrects to life, ascends into heaven, sits at the right hand of the Father. And we as Christians who follow him can know that he's coming back for us and that he will make all things new, that he is renewing and restoring this broken world, this broken humanity. And that is our hope. And we read, we get a glimpse of it here in Revelation 21. John writes, as he gets a glimpse of the future, he says, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. And he will dwell with them, and they will be his people. And God himself will save them as their God. And he will wipe away every tear from their eyes. And death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain any more. For the former things have passed away. And he who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. We sit in what will be the former things. We cry together, but understand that what we are feeling and the tears that we have shed and the pain and the brokenness and the physical ailments and the funerals, one day we get to look back and say those are the former things, but now we sit in glory. We sit with a new heaven, with a new earth, with our Lord. He is with us. The dwelling place of God is with man. And that's what we look to. That's our hope is that Jesus has come and he has made things right and is making things right, that he has inaugurated it, but it is coming in its fullness and it's coming. And we are to hold on, as the psalm said. We are to hold on and we are to wait for that. And so for those of us who trust in Christ, there's your hope, Jesus. For those of us who have yet to trust in Christ, who have yet to place faith in Jesus, turning from the sin of self and trust in self, and turning and trusting in Jesus. If you have not done that yet, we call you today to trust in Jesus, trust in God, hope in God. Scripture says that for those who call upon the name of the Lord, you will be saved. And so we call you to call upon the name of the Lord. I plead with you, I implore you, call upon the name of the Lord and be saved. Say, I trust you. I'm done trusting myself. I trust in you. I turn from sin and I turn to you. And the scriptures say that you will be made new and this hope of glory is yours It is as good as done. And so we sit in a time of of tears and, and pain and heartache, but we pray with great trust and we pray with great hope. And so let me lead us now in a prayer of final hope and future glory. Father, thank you. Thank you, Lord, that you came into this earth. And that you were tempted in every way that we are. That you felt the pain that we feel. And yet you were without sin. And God, you could wave a magic wand and you could cause all pain and suffering to be done away with immediately. But instead you ran into it and you absorbed it 
and you took on the weight of the sin of this world on the cross. And you are going to end it. You are going to end it. God, I pray that we would trust in that and look to that. And Lord, that we don't live in fear today, but we live in, in hope and in victory because of what Jesus has done and what Jesus is doing and the hope and the future that we have in you. And so, God, I pray for my friends in this room that every single one of them would have a sense of that hope and a sense of that future glory. I pray for this city that we would have a sense of that hope and that future glory, that we would know it, that it would be real, and that we would, as Bert prayed, we would be a city set on a hill. And that, that the world, while their eyes are on us, they would see revival. They would see awakening. And God, we pray that you would awaken us and do a great work in us and through us so that our Jerusalem, this city, would, would bleed over into the next region and the next region and the next region to the uttermost parts of the world. And so God, take this and work it for your good. Thank you that we have a hope, a new heaven and a new earth, and that it, it needs no sun because Jesus lights it up. And we look for that. And God, I pray that we would, even in this time, we would have a real sense of that hope. And as we will continue to face trial and tribulation throughout the course of our lives, that we would have hope. We would hope in you. Thank you, Lord.